when you look back in the first instance what do you consider to be your tangible successes was it worth it being in politics the people that caused you to be fired contributed in your being fired have you forgiven them you were put on the sanctions list in 2013 are you still on the list welcome back to part two of my conversation with dr olivia muchena enjoy this thought-provoking episode <music> So, Dr. Mchena, share with us um, one important lesson that you learned from serving 20 years in cabinet with President Robert Mugabe, another 19 years as part of the 20 years as a, an MP from Togo South. What's one lesson that you learned? I wish you had said the three. <laughs> okay, okay, two, <laughs> three. <laughs> Let's have the lessons. Let's have yes. the lessons. Yeah. I learned the importance of being a principled person okay. in spite of opposition. I learned the importance of focus. It's very important, no matter the opposition you focus. But the most important lesson that I learned from President Mugabe is that it is very important to finish well. Because if you don't finish well, Whatever you did can be forgotten or trashed. So it is important to finish well. And maybe like Paul say, I fought a good fight. It's important to finish well. Which schools did you, did you attend in, in Zimbabwe? I started in Motoko, mm -hmm. sub A mm -hmm. to sub B. And then I... Uh, Eight years to do primary. Yes, at that time. Wow. Fascinating. Yeah. And then uh, the secondary schools, we were the pioneers of uh, Marewa Secondary School. Mm -hmm. And then I went to Goromonzi because it was the only A-level school that would take girls. Mm -hmm. And uh, after Goromonzi, I went to the University College of Rhodesia mm -hmm. where we were getting uh, degrees from London. Um, then uh, I worked for some time mm. and then went to Geneva for an ecumenical studies program, a joint program of World Council of Churches with the University of Geneva mm. and then went to Edinburgh University and after that to Cornell University, mm. came back home. The Cornell. Yes. Mm. Came back home, worked for 11 years, went back to do my PhD at Iowa State. Mm. So education-wise, I consider myself a hybrid. You, you are a hybrid. And, and as I was reading your book, I was saying to myself, so well-educated, so well-traveled, Yes, preparation. Is not this preparation enough? And before uh, we went on air, we spoke about Joseph. Uh, the things that Joseph went into before becoming the uh, Prime Minister of, uh, of, of Egypt. 
Is this not in itself preparation for leadership? It is. And the amazing thing is, uh, as I was uh, beginning to write my biography on the advice of uh, uh, serializing it, I started with the 40 years of my working mm. life. I saw a connecting thread mm. of how each job, each period of time, in a way, prepared me for the government, the politics, but not in the way that I'm writing about. So I like to take the example of Moses, for Mm. example. He grew up in Pharaoh's palace. So he, he was trained. He was prepared for his later interaction with Pharaoh. But he went to the desert. Mm. Another training experience, he went through the desert with the children Mm. of Israel. But it took his father-in-law, Jethro, to come and talk to him Mm. about how to administer Mm. justice Mm. when you have uh, all All these people around you. Yes. None of that earlier preparation was... uh, relevant to what he Mm. was going through at that particular time. Mm. You raised two interesting things there for me. Sometimes what got you here might not be what you need to get to the next destination. You might need more preparation. But also that none of the things that we go through in life are a happenstance, are an accident. It's all for our good. Your firing was for your good. I can pr- tell you that my firing was the biggest blessing that God ever gave me. If I had not been fired, I don't know that I would have been, become the person that I am right now. So there are painful moments in our lives. There are detours that we take in life, which we think are inconvenient in it. They are important for where we are going. But where we are sometimes and what we've gone through might, we might need more training to get where we're going. Is there pushback on that? Do you agree with that? Is that been your experience? Yes. Uh, for example, all these earlier preparations did not quite prepare me for those tense moments mm. of firing and mm. so forth. But on reflection, mm. I can say truly the way I handled my being fired. Mm. Huh? If I had not gone through some of the previous experiences, would have been yeah. different. Trevor, they were people who reacted in a manner that they lost their lives. Mm. Hmm? People who were so traumatized that they're no longer the same people. So there is that preparation in certain aspects, which we may not know that we are being prepared, Mm. but comes to our help Mm. when we are going through these processes. But the point, again, of the book is... Be prepared 
even for the firing. Mm. Hmm? Yeah. Even for the firing. How I talk about uh, succession in uh, in the International Leadership Foundation uh, program that I went through. One of the things that we had to deal with was continuity or succession, mm. and the principle of uh, that organization is whatever you learn be able to apply it at a personal family community mm. national or global levels so i said to myself how do i apply continuity or succession at family level you know i uh, i am a very strong character independent and so forth but after that training i said no i need to bring my children mm. into my life to prepare them wow for when i'm not there mm. i won't tell you about the <laughs> details of that but you do need that training mm. you do need that conditioning mm. before it happens mm. so for example and when i talk about succession i am not talking just of national levels every level of political involvement we have succession mm. issues in churches yeah we have succession issues in families chieftains in companies all sorts of things let me let me take you to a point that you raise uh, dr mchena which is very important to me because you you, you, you're crying out for the followers of Jesus Christ, Christians, to stand up and be counted, to occupy these influential places, to lead. And the question I have for you is, which you've already hinted on, is how does the church pitch up when the men of God have been compromised like the politicians? How do we expect the church to lead when the men of God behave like politicians? Uh, I am, the book is at an individual level. We are preparing individuals in the church who may feel the call to go into politics but are not ready or don't know or end up spiritualizing the problems and so forth. However, the church should be the leader mm. in leadership. But it is not, that's my but point. But it is not, because they are human beings occupying. And for me, my greatest challenge about the church, about my faith, is the gap between what I am supposed to mm. know, believe, and be, and the practice. Mm. If you learn a thing and you don't internalize it, and it does not become part of you, mm. you can't put it in practice. Mm. Mm. For example, when uh, we first had AIDS, there was all sorts of reactions. We got to a point where we knew 
you could die. Yeah. We knew we can prevent. Until people started doing things that enabled prevention, things were going mm. on. But when behaviorally changes, we changed. We saw the results. Mm. Mm. The same thing with the Christian faith mm. or whatever faith people we have. But I'm talking specifically for Christians. If as I indicate, the leadership, your framework of leadership mm. is being a shepherd leader, a servant leader, a steward leader, mm. and you are taking that from the Bible or you are seeing Jesus as an example, you can read mm. and understand and it stops there. Mm. But if as a leader, you decide, I am this big and mighty person. Trevor, I've seen things. Eh? Men, women of God, I'm not just speaking of Zimbabwe, eh? being held in such high esteem. And you say, oh my goodness. Or wanting to lead like politics. You know, I often say in yeah. my church circles, you guys, you can be worse than us politicians or whatever. Something has gone fundamentally wrong belief be, between knowledge, belief, and practice mm. when your aim is to, to be like when you are supposed to... When your ego overtakes you. Yes. Yes. I... Uh, mm. I give the the potholes of yeah. politics. Yeah. Um, so you were you were in government for twenty years as cabinet minister, number of cabinet posts. You were MP for Mutoko South for nineteen years. When you look back, in the first instance, what do you consider to be your tangible? successes in that position and secondly do you have any regrets are there things that you'd want to go back and redo particularly considering that you do admit that when you went into politics you were not prepared what are your tangible successes of being 19 years um, mp from toko south and secondly 20 years cabinet minister in Zimbabwe, what would those be? The tangibles for Mutoko South. Mm. Uh, Mutoko South was one of the earliest resettlement under the willing seller, willing buyer uh, model. Mm. And people were in villagized models. The, the village was here and the fields could be three, four kilometers away from them. So one of the biggest demands when I became uh, MP was, no, we want self-contained units mm. uh, so that uh, we can even have projects uh, near our houses and so forth. At that time, it involved at least five ministries mm. to try and get Mutoko 
South be redesigned into self-contained units. And I thank God I was in uh, Vice President Musika's office and this issue kept on coming until mm. one day he was so mad. He says, hey, give this woman what she wants. And the civil servant said, but uh, Vice President, we don't have the funds for it. She will go and find mm. where the money is. Fortunately, the people of Motoko South understood that they had to pay for what they wanted. And uh, once the agreement was uh, given, I left it to the local government and mm. uh, people to do that. And other sons and daughters of uh, Motoko contributed to the re-demarcation process to a point where I was actually completely forgotten because I was running around mm, with the government. Mm, yeah. But that's a tangible okay. that I can Something speak. that you're proud of. Mm. The other one is not tangible, but it's a value. Mm -hmm. This one of knowing that we have to do things for mm. ourselves. Mm. We don't have to wait for government. Mm. What I facilitated mm. was the organization, the mindset. Trevor, I had no problems that other MPs had at uh, independence celebration where you fork out money for mm. people to celebrate their own independence. As Nyaradzo, we strive to continuously bring convenience to our clients. Nyaradzo Group is proud to introduce Sawi, a new virtual chatbot assistant on WhatsApp. With Sawi, you are now able to interact with us from the comfort of your home and can be assisted anytime via WhatsApp. With life assurance products, diaspora products, applying and assessing your policy, payment platforms, claims information, and any other queries concerning payments, policy information, or products and services. Simply WhatsApp Sawi on plus 263-712-992892 or register and start interacting and receiving notifications from Sawi on WhatsApp. Now, join in and experience a new level of convenience 24 hours a day with Sawi. The culture that we have cultivated. Mm -hmm. It's a culture that we've encouraged mm -hmm. that politicians will solve our problems. And politicians are taking advantage of that, giving t-shirts, giving alcohol to people to attend rallies, buying votes and that kind of stuff. It's become a subculture. Am I wrong? It is. That's why I talk about it. That we, as part of this learning process, we have to distinguish or to to move away from mm. the politics of personalities mm. to politics of institutions. Mm. What we need are robust institutions. An MP is not a development agency. I'm not supposed to spend my precious uh, parliament time 
running around fundraising or doing whatever to get money to build the school to do this our mp has done this our mp has my role which i used to communicate to the people of mutoko south is let's go to government department starting here in mutoko district about this road and knowing how government development plans are made i am so happy i mean one time when we had hyperinflation because i had we had been talking so much about local organizations we people came from toko south to my office and i had told my secretary that two people have right of way no matter what meeting mm. i have mm. my children and motoko south right so i'm told the motoko south people here I said thank you i'm concluding this meeting i uh, mp we came we organized ourselves we have uh, this money we went to a fertilizer company uh, they didn't even let us get in and so forth and so forth but you said your role was to knock on doors that we really have failed mm. to knock that's why we've mm. come here mm. so we've come here with our money here it is they had this huge bag <laughs> <laughs> that's good tell me okay so that's those... so i went with mm. them to mm. the Mm. to yes. to to knock at the door and open it but you see they yeah, I actually see. I see the impressed. culture yeah let's go any regrets any things that you would want to revisit do you, are there spaces in your political life you know interactions with Zimbabweans your role that you played where you feel Zimbabweans deserve an apology from you apology no No. Regrets. My biggest regret was managing time, mm. people and places in order to achieve certain things that I could have mm. done and I did not like over concentration maybe in ministry mm. at the expense of um uh, the constituents mm. and so forth mm. the regret maybe like in the land reform mm. that i still will do okay writing in a manner that people will know understand mm. from a certain mm. point of view of the actual practicalities mm. that led to uh, to some of these things um there are things for example in dealing with the media i think that's a skill i would go on if trevor media is powerful they phone you any time it doesn't matter what meeting you are in minister we want you to answer this da, 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 da. you are in the middle of this critical meeting and you say 
can we talk about this later or send questions and so forth? Mm. So you miss uh, some opportunities. I, I think my media management development, mm. but there are also things that you cannot. Uh, my, 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 my advice on that to the ministers who are listening and everybody else and government officials is that you are not a communication expert. You are a minister. Um, you are appointed not for your communication skills, but as a minister. So every ministry should have a communications person. Um, and we, we, there should be a de department of communication that uh, seconds somebody who handles your communication. Where you need to talk, you speak to the minister. Where your spokesman needs to speak, they speak to the, to, to the, to, to, to the media. But fundamentally important, to the extent that you acknowledge that media is powerful, because media is what you use to interface with the public. It's important that communication is done continuously, mm -hmm. not part particularly by you, but maybe by your, by your spokesperson um, and that kind of stuff. What, what's your view on that? What, what do you think about that it's advice? It's a very, very good uh, advice. Yeah. It's extremely good because it would solve mm -hmm. a lot of uh, problems, except for maybe those who insist they want to talk to the minister, well, him or herself. Again, it's, it's, that can be worked out it's, it, in an organized manner that the, the media has access to the minister. It's very important that that happen, that the media has access to the minister, the media has access to the minister's communication person. Unfortunately and sadly, our government and a number of governments on the continent don't realize how important it is to ensure that you are ahead of the speculation, you are ahead of the rumor mongering, you give out information before rumors come out. If you do that, you, you possess the narrative, but reacting, you lose, you lose the battle. Let's go to questions that you raise in your fantastic book. And I want, um, I'm, I'm inviting you to be brief in answering your questions. <laughs> These are your questions. You say, it is quite common in my retirement to be asked questions such as the following. Was it worth it being in politics? Briefly, was it worth it being in politics? That's your question. It was. Okay. Otherwise, I would not have come up with this book. What's the most? What has been the most rewarding part of being in politics? Learning how government works. Learning what politics is, and I didn't even learn the whole of it. <laughs> but just knowing, yeah, that is to me very important. You've answered the second question, who says. So what did you learn? So you learned something. Did you achieve anything? You've spoken about your tangible. Is anything else uh, that you'd want to, to share in terms yes. of what you achieved? In every ministry that I worked, mm. they were tangibles. Yeah. In My criticism about your ministry, your ministries, that the, the, the ones that you occupied, is that I don't get the sense that science and technology was given the priority that it should have been. Particularly if you're going to appoint a full, a full cabinet minister of the deputy minister to be minister of science and technology, Zimbabwe should be years ahead. Do you think it was taken seriously? It was not, not by the president. 
but by the whole country. What makes a ministry important, Trevor, mm. is the perceived value. Agriculture, for example, mm. health, and so forth. So one of the main activities that we did as the Council of African Ministers for Science and Technology, we all had common problems mm. not being t valued or taken seriously. By who? The public? Yes, as well as even your colleagues sometimes. Mm. Yeah, many times. But when you look at countries like China, mm. in fact, the whole of Southeast mm. Asian giants, they are uh, uh, phenomenal growth mm. and development was scientifically best. Mm. Mm. Was scientifically we best. missed an opportunity. Yes, we did. But we don't give up. Mm. We don't give up. Sure. However, we, we did have some notables we, in this country. Mm. We have SIRDC. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. During my science and technology, we had a call to fuel, mm. verify yeah, yeah. engineering company at Feruka. We had a well-worked-out document on biodiesel. If we had implemented it to the letter by 2010 mm. we would have been self-sufficient with exports mm. but things don't always work out the people let me move just step the people that caused you to be fired contributed in your being fired have you forgiven them have they come to you for ask uh, for forgiveness where, what space are you with those people and those relationships? That's a very important question, Trevor. I have forgiven. I'll tell you of a very personal experience. Sure. One day I was just, I felt woken up. And I decided, well, maybe I should be praying or something. And my heart told me mm. I needed to forgive the president and the first lady. Wow. And I had a conversation with God, how that was difficult, impossible, and whatnot. But what I've learned in my faith life, until I say yes, I don't have a mm. internal peace. Mm. So I agonized, I prayed, I cried, and completely forgave. When uh, the first lady's mother died, it was at the peak of these tensions and subsequent things. Eh? I actually went to the blue roof mm. to pay my condolence. Mm. Because when my mother died, she had been sent by the president who had was out of the country then to come and pay condolence. Mm. But I felt so free. She wanted to apologize and I said, that's not for mm. this time. It's amazing, Dr. Mchena, my experience, the beauty of praying and forgiving somebody. You walk out of your closet feeling lighter, it doesn't matter where they are in terms of uh, uh, what you have just done uh, to yourself. 
I, I hold the belief that forgiveness is a gift we give to ourselves, not the other person. But you find some people who say, I'm never going to forgive him. I'm never going to forgive him. But guess what? Who is suffering from not forgiving? Is that your sense? Very much so. You, you imprison yourself. Eh? You are hating or thinking negatively mm. about a person who probably has forgotten <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it is very liberating. Mm. It is very important. Mm. Last question before we go to, uh, to the book. You were put on the sanctions list in 2013. Are you still on the list? Yes, I am. Oh. What's your view about the sanctions? Uh, now that you're out of government, you can't do anything about about. I, uh, at a personal level, yeah. I there's a procedure you're supposed to follow so to you're get going yourself. That process? I've gone through that process. Yeah. I got to a point where I thought I was now going to be removed, and uh, the Americans changed the governments, and uh, I kind of started, mm. and so I'm still in a state of uh, limbo. Mm. What do I think about yes. uh, sanctions? Mm. They are an instrument which are designed, in my opinion... We will squeeze you. Remember Stan Degas? Yes. We will squeeze you until your people rebel. Yeah, against you. But I don't think they always work the way they are supposed to mm. work. The people of Zimbabwe, in my opinion, have suffered a lot more from those uh, sanctions. sanctions. I, yeah, I've suffered at a personal level. I don't want to go into the mm, details, but mm. uh, I mean, you will not believe what sanctions mean at a personal level. Share with us a, a bit about what they mean at a personal level. Just be. A I bit. can't. I can't open a foreign account, mm -hmm. foreign currency account. Okay. One day I was at uh, Oliver Tambo Airport, mm. and uh, I was feeling a stomach upset after mm -hmm. long flight. So I went to the pharmacy. They said, "Oh no, we don't take uh, forex anymore now." You go to the bureau dishes. I went. I stayed in line, and uh, when my team came, the guy went da 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 da, and immediately I knew my name is shown up wow. as a politically exposed person. Then this person says, "Ah, ma'am, sorry, I can't help you. You are a politically exposed person, and there is a queue of people." They must think this woman is a terrorist or some whatever. But all I wanted was maybe twenty, thirty dollars mm. to get medication. You're punished collectively for having been in government with Robert Mugabe mm -hmm. and whatever happened. What's what's your sense about that? As long as I understood mm. that one the punishment when it began was largely for the land reform. People may not know that. Mm. Largely for the land reform and for the fact that we went to DRC and so forth. I was... You're okay with that? I was okay with that. But 
for subsequent reasons. For example, um, violence, yeah. uh, obstructing democracy. That's not my nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, One of the things one has to learn is the collective nature of decisions and consequences in politics. So, for example, we have an issue and we discuss thoroughly and you take your position, you say whatever you think about a given issue. Mm? It's the majority decision. And unfortunately, what is said in in cabinet stays in cabinet. The public has no, no idea. No idea. But for me, the relief in any situation or any issue was the ability to state my position on a given issue. And whatever the decision taken, I know where I'm standing. Are you still, are you still a member of Zanke? No. I was fired. fired. Okay, I thought maybe behind the scenes you went and rejoined. No. I actually feel for the work that I'm now doing. Mm-hmm. I'm in a very comfortable position without being a member of a political party. That must be amazing freedom, conscience-wise and everything else. It is, but it it is also part of the growth and the development mm. that I talked about uh, the Ghana mm. experience that anybody in your ways should be able to talk to Absolutely. whoever eh? in parliament mm. uh, lunch time people sit together talk when we go to committees we and you're persuaded and by your colleagues on the other side side of the aisle. You change your mind. And that's what human life is all about, isn't Allow it? Allow me to share. Sure. When we had the inclusive government, yeah. in his wisdom, President Mugabe made a seat in cabinet. Sanopf MDC, Sanopf MDC. The first meeting. <laughs> Must have been awkward. <laughs> morning, morning. <laughs> The next meeting, a little bit of a smile. By the time we had gone for so many years, you are talking about your colleague eh, who has made a point and you you two agree with that. That's not a good point or something. eh? Increase the interaction brings people close. So it is important. So this is a great book, and I recommend to everybody out there who has an interest in their country, the direction that it is going or ought not to go, to to read this book. Um, You have uh, invested so much of your wisdom, uh, poured out your wisdom, your heart, uh, like I said, candid, authentic, uh, vulnerable, uh, and I, I, I did shed a tear or two reading this book. So I really recommend people out there to, to get this book. And, read it. and you haven't paid me 
to say this. So and thank, without that, yeah. Thank you, Trevor. Just to say to our viewers uh, to watch our Facebook uh, page for the ebook that we will be coming. So, Dr. Mchena, our viewers who are all over the world um, who follow this show on a weekly basis love books. What books have you read that you'd recommend to our book-loving audience? I've already referred to Betty Harrigan's book, yeah. Games Mother Never Taught You, uh, Corporate Gamesmanship. That is a must-read, I used to say, for women but for everybody for everybody because you learn so much that almost like politics mm. that you did not know so that's a must read okay the second one the second one is Lee Kuan Yew mm. I was so so inspired by the Singapore story that a nation can change within mm. One generation. Mm, it's possible. Possible. And there are many lessons. Which book is this? Did you mention the title, by the way? It's just Lee Kuan, Kuan Yew. Okay, yes. right. And the third one? The third one is my favorite. Mm -hmm. The Bible. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. The richness. Mm. The wisdom within the Bible, it's just any topic, including politics, any subject. Uh -huh. But more important, for what it equips you to be and to, to do. Wow, awesome. And there are others, of course. I'm sure uh, they are. I'm sure they are. Dr. Mchenda, thank you so much. I think I, I, I must thank you for having the courage to commit to your thoughts, to, to be as vulnerable as you have been. And I wish that there were politicians, more politicians in our country and across the continent who are able to do a similar thing, to capture their experiences in an honest manner, not in a manner where it's a PR exercise. You've done an amazing job, and I commend the book to uh, uh, all our viewers. Thank you for uh, creating the time to be on in conversation. What we have done, Dr. Mchena, is to scratch the surface. Uh, this has been amazing, reading the book and talking to you and realizing that what we've done is just scratch the surface. There's more in this human being than what we've done uh, in the last hour or so. So thank you so much for your time. Allow me to turn to our viewers who are all over the world, who have made this show the success that it has become because you follow us on YouTube, you, you have subscribed to our channel. We are on YouTube every Monday, we're a weekly show, Monday, 7 a.m. Central African time. To ensure that you don't miss out on any of these quality conversation like the one I've had with uh, Dr. Muchena, please click on this red button and subscribe. You'll get an alert uh, that we have a new quality conversation. We have gone a step further. We've created podcasts on Spotify, on Amazon, and other channels. Please search for us 
share. And another thing, we see and read all your comments, the team does, and we love the suggestions that we make. Thank you for the, the engagement and thank you for sharing. Until next time, cheers to you all.